0: Everyone and Welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan.
1: I'm Evan. I'm Matt.
0: And you know, it's almost football
1: season. This summer has felt really short to me.
2: Three weeks. The
1: summer has been three weeks or football's in three weeks?
2: If summer was three weeks, climate change is really out of control.
0: One way or another. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Um, <laughs> well, uh, on Thursday... It'll be three weeks until the first game of the season on the road in Columbia, Missouri against Mizzou. So yeah, not long.
1: Oh man. Can't wait.
2: Yep. The boys are flying yeah. in from all over the country. Uh, Dallas, DC, uh, Jay Money's already in the house. Uh, I'm in my own home. So we're, we're ready to get GTPDD uh, reunited for a game. Yeah,
0: and yeah. in case you weren't, in case you were curious, uh, we're all flying in at different times and then, different days so it's going to make it really hard on matt to pick us all up from the airport we're being a real
2: yeah by the third time i have to drive up there i'm gonna have to
0: run one of you over in the top uh, in the waiting
2: lane <laughs> it's only so fair. what i'm saying and... is tech
0: better win so that we're in good spirits
2: yeah yeah and uh i don't know how good or bad the team's going to be but i think that's what we're here to discuss tonight
1: maybe well we don't we don't know much about our team so this week we're going to talk about the other teams that exactly. we'll be facing off with um you know we gave a little preview last week of the team and you know what we're what we're expecting out of fall camp and that sort of thing and you know we'll see
0: yeah and if you didn't listen to the episode the real question was we don't know uh with so many moving parts and so many new faces on the team on the sidelines everywhere it's kind of hard to get a good idea of how good this team will be but hopefully
2: when they go 12 and 0 make the uh cfp playoff or cfp and uh, win the national championship against Nick Saban with a Hail Mary with one second left,
1: you'll all see. Yeah, we'll just quietly delete these episodes from yeah. <laughs> from, uh, from the feed. You'll never know. Yeah, we yeah. can
0: do that. I never even thought about that. We can go back and take all our predictions <laughs> off that yeah. 2019 football season.
1: Exactly. When
2: I when I storm the field after uh, we win against Bama and win the national championship and I nut-tap Nick Saban and run out to the 50-yard line and plant the LaTex flag on the ground, <laughs> you'll all see.
1: Feel like this is this is Matt after he's taken that PCP that he promised to do if we won both <laughs> both men's
2: and women's basketball games.
0: I still yeah, like I how the watch. universe is looking out for you, Matt, making sure you don't do hard
2: drugs. I I never said I never did it, but I definitely.
1: <laughs> did. He just didn't record it to put on Twitter. That was the deal. Yeah. Yeah. So you he row, still row, did. Row your boat through a car
2: wash.
0: All right, so Matt, if we go up to Missouri. Uh-huh. and win against the tigers i'm not What combination PCP. of drugs and okay what, what what will you
2: do uh if uh, la tech beats mizzou i will uh well if it right then and there i will rip my shirt off like the incredible hulk i will run out to the 50 yard line and i will do a reverse worm extra sultry and then i will uh i will shotgun 25 beers in a row wow
0: Okay, so you're not the one driving over from yeah, Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. Just making well, sure.
2: I, I will drive over from Kansas City back. Oh, okay. Doubt, doubtful. Yeah, <laughs> right after you do that, that's when <laughs> Julia calls.
0: i wonder if the cop car to st- take you back to KC jail. You're going
2: you're gonna to have, have to get an air vac to get me back over to Kansas City. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we start on the road against Mizzou. I know nothing about Mizzou because no one up here gives a crap about Missouri Tigers football.
0: Yeah, and yet they're in SEC school. But yeah, if you want to watch Matt do, I think he said the reverse worm and, worm and then shotgun 25 beers, you can watch it on <laughs> Thursday, September 1st at 7 p.m. Uh, well, I guess Hell 10, yeah. 10 30 by the time the game's over yeah. on ESPNU. So your antics, Matt, if tech wins, will be nationally televised. Oh, yeah.
2: great. And then you can all tune in to my live stream of me going to the hospital to get my stomach pumped.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll make yeah, that we'll, our first Twitter space.
2: Yeah, we'll do a, t- <laughs> we'll do a Twitter <laughs> space of that okay please know. Yeah. so yeah we uh i don't know anything about mizzou uh, i was hoping that one of you two did uh
1: well you may be sorely disappointed but um you know <laughs> this, this game... <laughs> i know jack abraham plays for them yeah so he won't there start. You go. that
0: actually just got announced about half an hour before we recorded missouri has picked their opening starting quarterback it will be brady cook
1: yeah i i don't i don't believe that it's going to be jack abraham <laughs> in a brady cook jersey um that's that's what I believe, but <laughs>
0: this Justin Brady Cook has been stabbed. What?
1: <laughs> we can't
2: find Brady Cook. God, missing. Just like uh. close circuit, close circuit television clips in black and white of Jack Abraham stabbing and an him an obvious with a,
0: fake mustache
2: <laughs> over his real mustache, <laughs> stabbing him with a soldering iron.
0: Yeah, in case you had missed it, Jack Abraham, notorious Louisiana Tech hater, after you know picking us out of high school is in the quarterback room at Missouri but he was not going to be the starting quarterback for the Tigers at least to start the game. We'll see how the game goes. If Tech actually wins this one, he may get some playing time. Nick
2: Robertson still has some eligibility. Yeah,
0: I I think I really, I'm pretty sure he doesn't, but I really thought that Jack Abraham was out of eligibility as well like 3 years
2: ago. So I don't you never know. He's good for how many schools? 4?
1: Yeah, I think. 4? Um, yeah. Is it 4? I think it's right. It was Tech Southern No, he went to he went to uh, a junior college between your college
0: too, yeah. So five and USM,
1: yeah. That's so, one school a year. How? Well, he's been in college for six years at the yeah. least, right? I mean, I don't know.
2: That's stressful,
1: Father Abraham. <laughs> yeah, Ridiculous. but he's not the only familiar face over on the Mizzou sideline. We've also got Blake Baker, uh, former Louisiana Tech defensive coordinator, also former. I think last year he was the LSU linebackers coach. Um, he is now the defensive coordinator with mizzou so i guess familiarity with the school but not necessarily the system that we'll be running um i think what i'm looking forward to most out of this game is um you know just seeing our team in action with a new coach with all these new faces like we talked about last week um being in the stadium with my boys shotgun and 25 beers on the 50 yard line after we please no
0: yeah, I didn't, I didn't agree to that, but I mean, I'll
1: do it I'll, if I need to. I'll help you, Matt. I'll, t- I'll take like five or six of those. From I can you. tell you this one.
2: after the fourth one, I'm probably going to need medical intervention because <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, anyway,
1: but yeah, just to, just to give a sort of brief overview of Missouri and what they looked like last year. Um, they went six and seven overall last season they were kind of middle of the pack offensively, running the ball slightly better than they passed it. They were 49th overall in run offense and 66th overall in pass. They only return about half of their production from last season. Obviously, they're having a quarterback battle right now. And yeah, defensively, they weren't very good, honestly. I think that was the big problem with their team last year because they're they're top half on offense. But You know, defense, they're down in the 100s in most categories. So total defense, they were 105th overall. They do get a lot of their starters back. 78% of their production is returning. But when they weren't good last year, is that necessarily a good thing? I don't know.
0: I mean, imagine experience helps just in general. So I would expect them to look a little bit better on defense. But to begin the year, that may not be quite as evident. That's the word I was looking for, not relevant. Well, Anyway, so... That's Missouri in a nutshell. I mean, I feel like some of these games will be actually a little more contentious than others. But do we feel like we have any shot to upset the Tigers?
2: I think so. I think definitely they're yeah, not I mean, really they're not really considered a stalwart of the SEC or a super impressive uh, P five school. So if you're gonna and they and they have no idea what Tech's gonna bring we don't know what tech's going to bring. So it's the, it's the perfect time to like, if this was a middle of the season game or towards the end, I'd be a little bit more apprehensive, but this isn't like playing OU eight years ago. This is uh, it. OU is like a, it's super elite program. Mizzou is not. So if there was ever a time that tech was going to beat a so-called expectedly better program, this would be it.
1: Yeah. I I agree with you, Matt. I think, like I'm not saying I expect us to win. Uh, I definitely don't expect us to win, but can we? That was your question, right, Nathan? Like, is there a is there a shot?
0: Or how likely, I guess? Like, it's- okay.
1: To give you like a what a computer thinks, ESPN's FPI is giving us a 23% chance to win, which is honestly the highest like P5 <laughs> chance I've seen, which is crazy because we're coming off a three and nine season. We have a whole new coaching staff, so. But I think you're right, Matt, that element of surprise that we have, not only for Mizzou, but like for us, right? Like for us as fans, we don't even know what we're gonna watch, which is why I'm so excited to be there in
2: person. The opposite end of that is tech could go out there and get fucking obliterated.
1: Oh yeah. We don't we don't know. We don't know. I think that's I think that's, you know, probably the most (laughs) likely scenario, but I don't see a um, like But in- you're right. It's it's not Oklahoma in 2014 where it was. That was 2014, right? Sadly, yes. Yeah. Uh, where we lost, what, 48 to 14 or something like that. So Something along those uh, lines. I
2: know Dixon had one of his uh, signature moments in that game. Or even yeah. Holtz's first that.
0: year where we played at NC State and lost 40 to 14 in opening that weekend.
2: Was, I- yeah, that was really bad. Because uh, I hope-
0: think that's that's what this team will show week one is NC state. Wasn't a great P five team either. And that 2013 team we know now from tech was not very good.
2: No, they're very bad.
0: Very bad. Yeah. So I think this would be a good litmus test of, okay, if we get blown out, this may be a long season, which is all right. I mean, head coaching change that that tends to happen.
2: Right. No one here is expecting a stellar season.
0: Yeah, but if we make it close or even somehow pull out the victory, all of a sudden, it's okay, well, we may go bowling again.
2: Yeah, I can tell you this, uh, my liver and hospital bills are counting on Tech losing. Well, uh,
0: (laughs) even if Tech does lose that game to Missouri, they'll be back at home the next week and hopefully able to rebound against Stephen F. Austin, the FCS school, on September 10th at 6 p.m. Central, also on ESPN3. Uh, most notably for this one, Scott Power, who's now Tech's defensive coordinator, was the defensive coordinator at Stephen F. Austin, and he took some uh, recruits with him too, I believe.
1: Yeah. So uh, there's yeah. a bit of bad blood here. Yeah, we got their their two best defensive backs, from what I understand, Miles Brooks and Willie Roberts, both of whom uh, are expected to play a role in our defense right off the bat here. So yeah, there may be some bad blood. We may have also, you know, taken away Stephen F. Austin's like best. <laughs> best or t- or unit t- <laughs> there but yeah the other thing that's interesting about uh, SFA is you know you hear that and you hear oh that's an FCS school right like we're expected to win by a lot they're actually ranked number 10 in the FCS preseason poll they were also right. in the playoffs last year I believe and they're expected to win the whack this year especially now that Sam Houston is not eligible for postseason play because they're starting their transition up to FBS So that means that they're not allowed to go to a bowl game. They're not allowed to play in the FCS playoffs. It's kind of a weird gray area for Sam Houston this year.
2: Bear in mind that last year Tech played another FCS powerhouse or recent FCS powerhouse in SELA. And
1: we all know how that went down the wire. Matt and I were there for that one, too. And uh, it was was a little scary there for a minute. But yeah, a holding call uh, saved
2: our ass, sadly. But yeah, I don't I. I don't think Tech's going to have a problem beating SFA. Now that I've said that, we'll beat Mizzou, lose to SFA.
0: Yeah, I mean, that would be the most interesting of timelines, I think. The hard (laughs) part about this whole season is that we don't have a great litmus test until maybe South Alabama or UTEP several weeks down the road. So it's also possible we we drop the ball against Stephen F. Austin. Just They're a good FCS program, and that's not an immediately fire-sunny-cumby kind of moment either, if that happens. No, but,
2: regardless, regardless of how the season goes, I, I don't care if Tech lost all 12 games. You can't get rid of Cumbie.
0: Yeah. So I, I'm i curious to see how this one goes. I feel like this one game may actually tell us a little bit more about this team and what they want to do, um, even if they end up having more success against Stephen if Austin than against other opponents later on the schedule. It might be kind of cool to see what kind of offensive tricks the team at least is trying to attempt, even if it takes some time to get everything working together and in good order.
1: Yeah, and I mean I I won't go into everything that I have written down here but Stephen F Austin they're, they're pretty good they're pretty balanced both on offense and defense they were top 15 um in both total offense and total defense last year in uh in the FCS ranks and so I think a lot I I hope a lot of the defensive numbers are you know currently being transferred up to Tech with Scott Power uh the defensive coordinator but you know they were they were top 15 15 in total defense, like I said, top 20 in pretty much every other category. Um, I read a a report on them that said that they, quote, lived in the backfield and produced a lot of takeaways. So hopefully, you know, the defense will be a little bit more fun to watch than it was last year. Um, everything I'm hearing about last year's tech defense was pretty much that our defensive coordinator was... Like a terrible, terrible hire, and that kind of showed. I think because our defense kind of looked like they didn't know what they were doing at times. Blackwell, yeah,
0: yeah. So we've gone through Missouri, Stephen F. Austin to start the season, and if there's any guaranteed win on the schedule, I think it will come in week
2: three at Clemson.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what a what a
2: that's just a tough fucking start to the season, guys.
1: Yeah, well, that and we have we only have five home games this year, seven away, so. Yeah. that's fun uh But yeah, at Clemson, that's your guaranteed win of the year, Nathan.
0: Yeah, write it down in pencil and then
2: immediately erase it. But yeah.
1: And then apologize to all, the, all <laughs> gods for. I'm even sorry, Sir it. Dabo. <laughs> Dabo
2: Sweeney will get his uh right wing rhetoric on you. He'll hit you in the face with an Ayn Rand novel.
0: Yeah, okay. If we win this one, I'm drinking the 25 beers.
1: Yeah, deal. No, no we'll drive yeah, down. We'll all fly to Clemson, <laughs> South Carolina. And just act a fool like on the Wednesday after the game. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, all right, all
0: right. The cheapest flights are on Tuesday night, so we got to make yeah. sure. All right, and then we'll get up there on Wednesday, break in the stadium. Yeah.
2: Break into the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's some yeah. minor
0: trespassing. I think well, we can all be on board.
2: We don't really need to do
1: too much talk about Clemson. I, I mean, have, hopefully yeah, they don't
0: commit any crimes against our defense. Just Look, s- it, it's
1: it's Clemson. Super Last year they weren't as good on offense as you may have expected. They were 120th in passing, which is pretty crazy. Uh, But their defense is—I mean, it's Clemson. They're Clemson. Yeah, we're—I mean, the my only hope for this game would be if it was Week One because they also have a new defensive coordinator and they're known for their defense. Uh, Brent Venables, who was there forever, you know, moved to Oklahoma to be their coach. So that would be my only hope. If this was week one, maybe we come in and, you know, they don't they don't have any tape on us. <laughs> you know, their defense is new and try to figure things out. Uh Maybe we can, like, surprise them. But no, yeah. this is week three. They're going to have two weeks of tape. Uh Yeah. Yeah. We're. Yeah. South Alabama ass. is week four, right? That's <laughs> that's that's next.
0: Yeah. Uh South Alabama uh, the Jaguars are an interesting team a team that I kind of always forgets in the Sun Belt even though they sometimes have a, a bit of success.
1: Uh, yeah, they haven't really had football success to be honest like they they we've played them a couple times in the last five or so years. Uh, won both games one of them I was at in Mobile and their stadium was a dump they have a new stadium now so that's nice for them but this game is only intriguing to me personally because my brother-in-law and and my two sisters-in-law went there Uh, brother-in-law played on their team from like 2008 to 2012 I think Uh, he was a kicker and uh, yeah so it's kind of cool get to talk smack with them a little bit before the game but other than that I mean I don't know what do you guys think about this game
0: Like you said, Evan, haven't had a lot of great football success. Uh, Offense wasn't a strength last season. 92nd overall, I I believe, by yardage. Better at passing than rushing. Woof, that rushing. 115th out of 130 in the country in FBS football. Yeah. Uh, Also Um, losing their leading receiver. Uh, But, I mean, they've got some guys back. Jalen Wayne and Lincoln Self-Kick.
1: I have no idea I was hoping you were gonna read that yeah so thank I, you. I
0: ran right into that one but they do have a returning <laughs> quarterback with an easier to pronounce name has been on the team since 2020 Desmond Trotter
1: yeah so they actually brought in a guy to replace him last year uh Jake Bentley from South Carolina who I think transferred to Utah and then and then must have transferred to South Alabama I guess I missed that but uh so I guess they didn't have faith in Desmond Trotter last year they bring in a transfer this year as well but the transfers from like Bowling Green or Kent State or somewhere like that. So some some Mac school. So we'll see if Desmond Trotter's the guy. And by week four, you know, we'll know a lot more about this team. But um the Jaguars new coach, so they had they started their football program, I believe, in 08, and they had a the same coach the whole time. They fired him after the 2019 season or 2020 season, I guess, and brought in Kane Womack. Womack? And he's a defensive minded guy. Uh, which really showed up last year. Um, They were ranked 40th overall in total defense and 32nd in stopping the pass. They were really good at getting off the field on third down, 20th in the nation in that category. Um, And they also return a little over two thirds of their guys on defense. So, you know, it's not that's going to be a pretty good unit to watch. And hopefully Tech will have some things figured out offensively by the time we get to this game. And honestly, I mean, depending on how those first three games go, this one might feel like a must win. <laughs> so that'll... That new yeah. coach may
0: really put the Womack on him. And by uh, all, I mean us. And that's a very hyper-specific uh, New Orleans-based uh, lawyer joke.
2: God, that's awful.
0: Yeah. Well, I had I had no conviction behind it, which I think was part of it.
1: Yeah, you got to sell it at least. Come on.
0: Yeah, well, it's spelled differently. So I was already uh, not, not going so well. But... Uh, Luckily, we'll have some time to recover from our bad jokes in the next week because it's the bye week on October 1st. Can't lose that one. No one's made that joke before either. Pathetic. Yeah, but after that, we play a team that in the past has been pretty pathetic themselves, UTEP. Although last year in 2021, they finished pretty well or well, they started pretty well. Uh, They finished the year with seven wins. Um, One of the schools that's sticking it out in Conference USA. So, I mean, it would be pretty nice to see them continue to build on their success from last season, Um, you know, losing to Tech, but then, you know, winning the rest of their games. That would be nice.
1: Did they beat us 19 to 3? What? They beat us 19 to 3 last year? I have no memory of that. 19 to
0: 3. 19 to
1: 3. Yeah. Wow. We scored Uh, 14
0: points in the first quarter, and then they only scored five more for the rest of the game, Uh. including a Marcus (laughs) Williams' safety in the second quarter
1: uh austin kendall threw three interceptions
2: well
0: poor guy Uh, got
2: topped out of a great paying job just to get his ass whooped
0: i really hope he's back in pharmaceutical sales
1: Uh, oh i bet Mm. he is oh my god this game looks awful no wonder i don't remember it seven turnovers only 32 combined first downs between both teams
0: this is utep and the interesting thing about utep so going into the tech game last year uh, they were on a three-game winning streak, and they were 5-1 and one overall. They came out of that game 6-1 and one after that gross 19-3 victory. Then went on to lose five of their next six games, including the bowl game um, against Fresno State in New Mexico. So they kind of fell apart at the end of the year, right after facing Tech. Maybe they were so grossed out by that score as well that they just stopped giving it up their all. But they're kind of an enigma team. Um, we'll play them on October 8th at 6 p.m. on ESPN3 or ESPN+. Not really sure how that's working yet. It's kind of listed as both right now. It'll be a home game, though. So, I mean, some people won't need to care about what TV channel it's on. It's an interesting matchup because I don't know what to think about tech. I don't know what to think about UTEP either. I kind of hope that they're back in some sort of meaningful way. But they really fell apart last year.
1: Yeah, I mean, and they have some returning guys from their team but again it's it's hard to say right they went 6 and they went 7 and 6 overall including the bowl game loss but like you said i mean they they really fell apart down the stretch and it's you know that kind of momentum can carry into the next year um it kind of did for tech last year with you know how we ended the 2020 season and then couldn't really finish the job at the beginning of the 21 season so we've seen that with our own eyes and you know they've got their quarterback back gavin hardison he was like fine in 2020 then pretty good last year but can he step up and be like one of the top quarterbacks in the conference i don't know
0: yeah, and the hard part for him is that he'll have to do it without two of their top receivers uh got two guys that were responsible for half their receiving production a year ago are now off the team so did they yeah. make him look good or is he elevating the receiving core himself and so i guess we'll have to find out when we face them in october yeah, yeah defensively though Um, They return uh, quite a few people on the defensive line and linebacking cores. Something that for them is a huge get because defensively they were actually pretty good. Um, But I think a lot of that success came down to their secondary, their, their defensive backs, limited opponents to a completion percentage of 54.2%, which was the fifth best in college football a year ago, but three of their four starting defensive backs are gone. So, I mean, it's pretty likely the minor defense will be taking at least a small step back this year.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really surprising. Like you said, they were surprisingly good on defense. 54.2% is a really low completion percentage. So, shout out those three guys who left, I guess, for yeah. making making them worse this year, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: hope they take all their secrets with them.
1: Yeah, and and this is obviously opening up conference play. It's a new season. It Doesn't matter if we go 4 and 0 or or 1 and 3 in that first month or 2 and 2, hopefully. Uh is I mean, hopefully 4 and 0, but, you know, two and two is i think the realistic hopeful outlook um you know what what do you guys think about the start of conference play this new look conference usa is this a must-win game to set the tone here against utep at home
2: uh every game's a must-win game pal that's
1: that's fair enough yeah
0: i think it really depends on how good this utep team ends up being which is kind of a cop-out answer but if they're if last year was an outlier then this is a must-win game. If you're playing against a team that's not all that great and you're opening up conference USA play for the first time under a new coach, it'd be really good to beat a team that is not very good. But it's very possible they're in conference title contention at the end of the year. And if that's true, then a loss to them doesn't look as bad.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I put UTEP in that conference title contention category just yet, but uh it's I guess it's possible. But yeah, another another team that Might be trying to claw their way back into that conversation is North Texas, who we traveled to the following week, um, October 15th. This one will also be on ESPN3 and or ESPN Plus, question mark. Um,
0: It will definitely be on ESPN, question mark.
1: Yes. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, this is a team that Tech actually beat last year, one of our three wins. Yeah. So they'll be looking for revenge because they actually went on a tear to end the season and ended up bowl eligible while we were doing whatever it was we were doing at the end of last season.
0: Yeah, it wasn't playing football. Yeah, North Texas seems to be kind of like the antithesis to what UTEP was last year. Uh, started off uh, slow as hell and then kind of turned it on near the end of the year and ended up going bowling. So so good for them. But will they be able to turn that positive momentum into success in 2022? That's the real answer and that answer may be answered by a question this doesn't work here's our qb room right now this is the big question mark of this team right now they have returning starter austin ony then they uh the unc transfer from a year ago jace reuter he's still there they added louisiana tech transfer jd head boo we have a new trader and another transfer this year grant gunnell a former starter in arizona that's a lot of arms with experience in that room
1: I can't believe, like what is jd head thinking i don't know. That just doesn't make well, any
2: sense. I guess he just, he's a skip Holtz recruit. And, yeah. I mean, and he's it, from,
1: he's from the area too, but still, yeah, like, it's you had a, a chance to it's, start at Louisiana tech and now you're maybe fourth string.
2: <laughs> maybe. I don't, I don't know. think it's that bad of a deal. Honestly, I think that he won't start, but those other guys are going to, I mean, they got what, one year left. So he'll at least get what, two or three years. Grant Gunnell.
0: Just, the, the last transfer I mentioned is also a sophomore. Same as J.D. had.
2: Gotcha. Well, I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe he'll prove us wrong. Yeah. Get him on the pod afterward.
0: (laughs) I'm sure he'll be happy to talk to us. Uh Oh,
2: yeah, definitely.
0: (laughs) But even with all that arm talent, a lot of times when you have a less than stellar offensive line, it's nice to have a good backup, (laughs) second backup quarterback. But their offensive line should be great this upcoming year. Four of that group return of the five starters last year. And they excelled at both run and pass blocking a year ago. They had the 11th best FBS percentage in sack sack prevention and in rush yards per game. So they were good at protecting the quarterback on pass plays and good at opening up holes for the running game. And most of that unit's back. Uh, And that running game will only get better with their leading rusher, Oscar Attaway, returning to the team. Uh, I say leading rusher. He was actually injured last year, but he should be 100% this year. So he probably will be their leading rusher by the year end.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, their offense, I think, really picked it up towards the end of last season. The defense, though, not really great. And, you know, Tech had some problems with uh, some brothers transferring out this offseason. Um, so did North Texas. Twins Grayson and Gabriel Murphy transferred out to go to UCLA. I guess they just wanted that Big Ten experience. Um, oh,
0: that sounds so weird still.
1: <laughs> um, and they, they had... You know, the, these two guys had 12 and a half tackles for loss, seven and a half sacks and two forced fumbles. Oh, wait. No, each of them had that. So, uh, yeah, that's a lot of production that's getting lost there. Tech didn't have a player last year, by the way, with more than three and a half sacks in the entire season. Uh, and it was it, one of the Bell Brothers, I guess. Ben? Yeah. Both
0: the Bell brothers, they were number one, number two on the sack leaderboard. Yeah.
1: Three and a half. We've half. We've we've had multiple players in like the last five years have four sacks in one game. So that's not great. Um, but yeah, a lot of production getting lost from this North Texas defense. Uh, the team's leading tackler, though, and sort of the leader of this team, KD Davis, is coming back. And I believe he might have been getting some noise for like conference preseason player of the year type uh, chatter, you know, but I had that tab open and now I don't have it anymore. So,
0: yeah, I mean, he, he is a good player, but one player does not a good defense make. I mean, we had uh, yeah. the past couple years we've been spoiled by Tyler Grubbs, but Tyler Grubbs can't play all 11 positions on defense, so it they will really need to have the rest of their defense, of course, step up. I believe they've had some transfers in because so has everyone. But with the offense looking to maybe not miss a step, uh, their defense is going to be the biggest question mark, and that's why they're as low as fifth in the preseason poll. Uh, North Texas team that historically finishes first or second in that poll and then underwhelms, this may be the year where they they start the year middle of the pack and actually prove some people wrong for once. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so after UTEP in a game that I think can go either way, North Texas is a game I really hope we can win. I which I guess that will just be more true for me this year against teams that are leaving, but it'd be really nice to end their conference USA stay with a loss at tech or a loss in their home stadium against tech.
1: Yeah. I'll be there. So I will, I will pretend like it's a home game and yell very loud at the field. I'll be
0: there the next week
1: when the Bulldogs face
0: rice at Joe IA stadium homecoming on October 22nd at 2 PM. This game also ESPN three plus (laughs) question mark. Um Because it was a last-minute one-possession loss to Rice that was really the perfect end to last season.
2: Yep. Yep. And
0: yeah, that game didn't have postseason implications for either team, but it did give Rice their fourth win of the year, which is the most the Owls have had in a season since 2015.
1: Didn't we punt with like a with like 53 seconds left something like that yeah from like the 50 yard line on like fourth and five or something with that at some some point all nothing to lose with skip is like skip is literally already fired like come on god i'm
0: surprised he didn't punt on first down and already fired position just (laughs) fuck you you're making me coach this game oh man right now
2: how embarrassing
0: (laughs) uh, the alice have been pretty patient rebuilding their team they were in the conference championship, I believe in 2013 tech's first year in conference USA, and then have just fallen off a cliff since then um, have really given their new coach a uh, time to rebuild this roster and this team, but that patience may be starting to wear a little thin going four and eight. And I think this is third or fourth year. Uh, really? This is a year that rice really needs to make a bowl game to keep uh, their momentum headed in the right direction. And so a week eight matchup against a rebuilding tech team could be, kind of exactly what they need if tech is in that rebuilding mindset and not in that hopefully going to a bowl game mindset that i think we'd all prefer that second option indeed yeah evan what can you tell me about this rice owls offense
1: yeah i mean we talked about north texas a second ago having a a pretty full quarterback room uh rice is looking similar they've got a couple of guys that look like they they're probably going to win the job uh tj mcmahon or wiley green Um, and they've both played a lot in recent years, at least against tech. And so, you know, it wouldn't surprise me, um, either way, which one of those guys ends up, you know, getting the first start and here in week seven or whatever we are in October, when we face them, we should know a lot more, you know, about this team and, and sort of who's leading it. But, uh, they also lost a lot of production in the rushing and receiving talent, Um, So they hit the transfer portal pretty hard, brought in running back transfers from Jacksonville State and a community college. Uh, They also brought in wide receivers from West Virginia, Tulsa, and across town from Houston Baptist. Um, And then uh, another former quarterback, Luke McCaffrey, brother of Christian McCaffrey, uh, moved from quarterback to wide receiver this offseason. So they're going to have some talent at wide receiver, but... You know, really, it's going to be offensively, it's going to be about can they find consistency in the quarterback play um, and enough of a running game to get things moving.
0: Yeah. And then on defense, uh, quite a bit returns. So that's good news for Rice, including a pass rusher whose name I will butcher in a second. It's Ikenna it's
1: I think it's like Ikenna Inchukwu, but I'm not yeah. sure. But I was I,
0: unable I, to find the pronunciation guide while you were talking, uh, but i Uh, A guy with an easier to pronounce name, Gabe Taylor. He's the name to know in the secondary for the Rice Owls. He had five pass breakups a season ago.
1: I wonder what ESPN's FPI is like basing things on right now, because it's giving Tech an 82% chance to win this game (laughs) against Rice. So that's just really interesting to me because we lost to them last year when we had fewer question marks about our team, I think, even going into week 12 of last year. (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't know. This game will be interesting. Uh, Nathan, you always pick us to lose to Rice, so I'll just uh, go ahead and assume. Um, I'll be there, so I know we'll lose. There you go. Yeah,
0: And then the following week, Tech gets a short week as they travel down to FIU on Friday night, October 28th at 7 p.m. on CBS Sports Network to play the Golden Panthers, or uh, they may just be the Panthers now, who knows. Uh, Remember when FIU beat Miami, uh, Florida, uh, back in
1: 2019? Remember how cool that was? Yeah, it was like right before we beat Miami, right?
0: Yeah, it was kind of a cool back-to-back, you know, high-five kind of moment. Well, FIU hasn't won another FBS game since. (laughs) Since 2019.
1: So it's another ODU game from last year then, where ODU hadn't beaten an FBS team in, I don't know, two and a half years. Or uh,
0: Kansas, if we want to go back a little bit further. Uh, This this will be the game. We will be that FBS team. Yeah, it's what (laughs) we're good at. We know our place. Uh, new head coach for FIU, Mac. Sorry, Mike McIntyre.
1: That's a fair former, mistake. Yeah, talk <laughs> like about the Mike first Kintyre. one. McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Mac like McIntyre.
0: That's one of the assistants on payroll, so he can double dip on salary. <laughs>
1: With a fake the mustache 19, over his real mustache. He's the 1920s version, the 1920s gangster version of Mike McIntyre. Where's that Mac McIntyre? <laughs> he's
2: got tickets. He's got a bet for Hoover to win the presidency.
1: Anyway.
0: Well, Mike or Mac, either one, uh, with a team that has struggled that much that for that long, he has a pretty low bar to clear this season. So hopefully Tech, even with a rebuilding team and some high hopes going into the season, can at least get a win on national television on a Friday night in Miami. That would be that would be a lot of fun. Offensively, there's enough pieces here to see a decent offense if you squint a little bit. Uh, Duke transfer quarterback Gunnar Holmberg put up decent numbers for the Blue Devils. And if nothing else, he has a great football quarterback name, Gunnar Holmberg. Gunnar Gunner Holmberg.
2: Transfer from Duke.
0: Yes. They um, actually put up some pretty decent numbers. So the Blue Devils uh, was their starter last year or the year before, I believe. At FIU, though, he'll have Tyrese Chambers to throw to who led Conference USA in receiving yards last year. So he at least has one solid target to throw to in an offense that may be able to put together enough drives to score enough points to win games. And that's really all you can hope for if you're a football team. But Evan, what about this defense?
1: Yeah, I mean... It's a lot of transfers and their best pass rusher from last year, Devon Strickland. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of question marks for FIU sort of as normal, but they've at least made some changes. And, you know, again, like you said earlier, Nathan, about UTEP with, you know, the teams that are staying with us in Conference USA, it'd be nice to see them kind of take steps but also still lose to us that would be wonderful um this team i think should be real bad this year i mean they've been real bad for several years but you know first year coach so many transfers and it's just hard to bring all that together um all at once
0: yeah i can see them having a at best a 2011 tech kind of season where you you start bringing those transfers in and they may gel really well next year
1: a conference championship season I
0: forgot that we won the championship. That was the yeah. year before me. <laughs> I'm just thinking, really good. I, I'm more thinking turning on the Jets at the end of the year. Uh, and yeah. the pieces start to gel halfway through. And maybe maybe we hit that second half team. But really, I think after they face Tech and maybe another game, the last two or three, maybe four games of the season, they really start to gel and end up in a bowl game at best.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. At best, for sure. I think the ceiling would be five or six wins for them, for sure.
0: But yeah, uh, then after FIU Tech returns home to open up the month, the month of November, against Middle Tennessee, a two p.m. kick on ESPN three or ESPN plus. Uh, yeah. Middle Tennessee is an interesting team.
1: Yeah, my my other my other school that I hold a degree from. Um, last time, I think only time we've played them in football, or no, we played them we played them twice because we did a home and home, but. The away game i went to in 2016 or 17 don't remember uh and we were up 27 to 7 and lost so that was fun that was the first time Catherine got to see me uh at a tech game and we blew a 20 point lead late in the fourth quarter so that was that was a great introduction for her uh yeah but mtsu honestly they kind of feel like tech in a lot of ways like they've been decent under their longtime coach uh rick stock still but they haven't won a conference championship they haven't like you know taken that next step they've gone to some bowl games they've you know they've been to a couple of conference championship games i think but they haven't made that call to make the change yet like like uh eric wood did last season so you know we'll see how it goes for MTSU, I mean, I guess they still are hoping Rick Stock still will put it all together. But to me, it kind of, it kind of seems like, you know, this may be a do or die season for him.
0: It feels like we're in a series of do or die seasons for him though. Um, That's he fair. was able to get the team to a bowl game. I mean, recently last year, they went to the Bahamas, uh, but a three and six and a four and eight season before that. I mean, they, they have to go bowling again. If there's another Another five winner fewer season for middle. I can't imagine holding on to a coach that long without the conference. I mean, the, the same arguments we made against Skip Holtz, but probably magnified. I think Tech has had more success in this conference than middle has. And oh, yeah, and yet this was still kind of a hard decision for Tech. I feel like it's a much easier one for middle Tennessee if the season doesn't go very well for the Blue Raiders. That being said, though, their quarterback, uh, just kind of calling a shot real quick, Chase Cunningham. I think he may be a dark horse for Conference USA MVP. Why do you think that? So last year he got hurt, um, season-ending injury, but before then he threw 16 touchdowns at three interceptions. Oh, wow. Decent yardage numbers as well. Uh, 1,318 yards, was throwing for 7.5 yards per attempt, passer rating of 152. He was looking very good, and then he got hurt. And so he's back from his injury this year. I think the talent's there for him. The issue, though, and the reason why he won't be favored anywhere is because he's just completely lost his supporting cast. Uh, four of the five offensive linemen that started last year are gone, and less than 50% of their rushing and receiving production return for 2022 as well. So oh, wow. if they're able to find that somewhere, maybe through transfers, maybe through guys stepping up that are already on the team, I mean, he has the arm talent to do good things at Middle Tennessee. The issue is, well, first, was that a fluke season or a fluke half season, really? What, and was, two, his,
1: uh, what was his completion percentage? 62 and a half okay decent decent
0: decent yeah Interesting. and small sample sizes anyway eight games i mean who knows that may be a, a fluke year from him or maybe the injury um i believe it was an acl injury but i don't quite remember may take some oomph off his game but if he's the same guy this year and if they're able to figure out i mean that's a bunch of things to figure out but four or five offensive linemen and also their whole rushing and receiving games then uh yeah he could have a good year
1: for sure. And, uh, you know, defensively, they don't lose as much on their line. They, they've they uh, kept their defensive line together. But unfortunately, in the in the back, the linebackers, the defensive backs um, have had a lot of turnover this offseason. One name to know on their defense is going to be Jordan Ferguson. He's on their line. He had eight sacks last year. And again, Tech's leader only had three and a half. So, you know, this is a guy that can really get after the quarterback.
0: Yep. so that that's Middle Tennessee. Next, tech travels to San Antonio to play UTSA. Matt, remember UTSA last year? I do. Remember how good they were? Yeah. Do you think they'll whoop our ass again this year? Probably. Okay. Well, I'm not really sure why I turned to Matt for optimism, but uh <laughs> y- here's some good news if you're tech. UTSA has lost possibly the best player that's ever played for them all time in Sincere McCormick.
2: Hey, did he get to the uh did he get uh to the NFL?
0: I believe uh undrafted free agent to the raiders if i remember right
2: sincere mccormick yep
0: he's on the raiders
2: undrafted uh on the raiders good for him
0: yeah and so with that secret weapon or not so secret weapon gone hopefully tech is able to turn it around against the road runners because i mean going into 2020 tech had a six game winning streak against utsa um and granted yeah last year it, it that was not going to happen we were not going to beat utsa last year we no. there was a possibility at best we'd lose to them by one possession but we weren't going to beat them
1: no yeah that game i was at that game it was uh not very hopeful the whole time i not mean at all. yeah it was still pretty fast <laughs> and yeah
0: hopefully this year is better uh but i mean utsa still returns most of their offense minus that one guy the receiving core is almost completely back. So is quarterback Frank Harris, um, who I think suffers a little bit in my head from the jmar problem. If you're a starting quarterback for long enough, you start forgetting how good they've gotten recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, he threw for 3,000 yards a year ago,
1: which is wow, not, yeah, not that's nothing. Good. <laughs> that's good, especially since the first thing you think when you think UTSA is Sincere McCormick running the football. So yeah, and you know with, with Sincere gone, they've added an Arkansas transfer at running back. So I mean... This is still a pretty powerful looking offense, at least on paper, you know. And it'll be it'll be interesting to see by the time we play them, you know. I don't I don't know that they'll be you know nine and zero or whatever when we play them, but you know they'll be in the hunt for conference title uh, repeat. I think so. Um, if
0: they're nine and zero when we play them, we may need those twenty five beers.
2: <laughs> maybe one for every turnover we have. Oh God.
0: Well, I mean, I don't think they'll be causing very many because their defense was not as lucky with all the guys coming back. It's not a completely new slate. I mean, they still have their best defensive back from a year ago who led the team in tackles and pass breakups, but he didn't record a single interception in 2021. So optimism.
1: Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know, UTSA is, I think it's them and UAB are the consensus pick from the Conference USA media to win the the conference. and obviously you know, you kind of get that benefit of the doubt when you won it so handily last year. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully we're at least in a position to play spoiler to them if if we have to. Um, obviously, I'd love to be playing them for, you know, supremacy in the conference, but I, I don't know that that's going to happen for us this year.
0: Well, it won't happen in future years because they'll be gone. Uh, that's right. Another team that's also leaving is Charlotte, who we play the next week. Uh, this game will be in Charlotte, North Carolina, on November 19th at 2.30 p.m., on ESPN three plus question mark last year, the 49er team mirrored the trajectory trajectory of techs, uh competitive first half of the season. And then they only won one of their last six games. And so did tech. Interestingly, techs one win came down the stretch. That was against Charlotte.
1: I remember yeah, it like a weird, like we won like 40, we scored 40 something points. I think it
2: was the best game they had all year.
1: 42 to 32. Yeah. We won. Um, Kind of put it all together. Let's see. Aaron Allen got the start, looks like. Yeah, this was after um, after Kendall's injury. 324 yards out of Aaron Allen. So, you know, I think he's... where did, where did he go? Alcorn State? I think, think. So. so. Aaron Allen, best of luck to you, I guess. But, yeah, pretty good game from Marcus Williams Jr. As well as Harris had almost 100 yards receiving. So, yeah, this will be interesting. I'm baffled that their quarterback is still here. Chris Reynolds feels like he's been their quarterback for nine years. And yeah, I guess you have him down here as a fifth year senior um, and he's going to be their quarterback. No surprise.
0: Yeah. He started six games or played in six games as a freshman all the way back in 2018. Um, So yeah, this will be his fifth year with meaningful playing time Yeah, and a guy that just feels like he has been on this roster forever. That said, nearly the entire running back and receiving core return as well, making Charlotte a possible sleeping giant in the conference.
1: Yeah. But I, I think, um, you know, it's it'll be interesting. Charlotte, they kind of had a moment a couple years ago where they looked like they were going to be good and on the rise. And then they've kind of had a skid the last couple years. You know, Will Healy was maybe, you know, maybe he missed the train. Maybe he had some opportunities to get a bigger job and turned it down uh, with the hopes of an even bigger one. And I don't know. We'll see if Charlotte can turn it around. But, you know, last year, their offense overall was about middle of the pack. Um, and they return a lot of their production. I think you already said that, Nathan. So like, like I said, it's it'll be interesting to see how they do. Uh, they're in an opposite cen- scenario from Tech. Like they have a lot of returning people, but those returning people produced like a 5-7 and seven record last year. So who knows?
0: Yeah. Yeah, defensively, uh, if Tech has any kind of bona fide quarterback by the end of the season, this may be the game for them to show off. Charlotte gave up 10.2 yards per pass attempt last year if you oh, call wow. a pass play on average you get a first down
1: <laughs> That was the worst
0: in college football a year ago
1: and we ran the ball 30 times against them yeah,
0: yeah that, well, <laughs> we won so you know
1: uh run defense was slightly better
0: uh still ranked to the bottom 30 in fps so maybe that decision to run the ball so much doesn't quite look so bad in
1: retrospect 42 um, times sorry 42 <laughs> times. yikes wow
0: uh yeah for better or for worse uh lots of lost production on defense For the Charlotte 49ers team, including losing three top linebackers. Uh, They brought in a new co-defensive coordinator, Greg Brown, who hopefully turn around Charlotte's defense. Kind of a journeyman coach throughout both college and the NFL ranks. Uh, The only interesting thing I saw in his resume, he coached for the Saints as a defensive assistant coach under Jim Hazlitt
1: for a few years. That's a chicken shit call. Anyway, (laughs) that's a deep cut there for you. Yeah, I mean, this game in Charlotte. I think I think our shtick after Charlotte has gone from the conference has to be that we forget that they left the conference and we just keep saying, <laughs> where are they? Why it's, aren't they on our schedule? It's been a decade since we played Charlotte. <laughs> Why haven't we played
0: Charlotte? Um, well, a team that we will not forget playing okay. finishes off the season for us. It's almost poetic. UAB's last Conference USA game will be against Tech. Yep. Um, but it also kind of tracks that both schools now have first-year head coaches. Uh, Tech, of course, has Sonny Comby, but UAB had Bill Clark step down, I believe, for health reasons, and their defensive coordinator is the guy who who has stepped up to become their new head coach.
1: Yeah, I mean, Bill Clark, it really sucks. He he retired because I think he has, like, chronic back issues and has to get, like, several of his spinal cords fused together or something. Um, Yeah, one spinal cord, but all right. Well, his, whatever those are called, vertebrae. There we go. There you go. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He has, he has five spinal cords. Oh my God. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to watch them too. I know I keep saying that about every team, but you know, see how they do under this sort of really late new coach and, and maybe the defensive coordinator kind of knew that he would be taking over as the head coach. Um, and they just wanted to keep it quiet until late summer for some reason, but it feels like weird timing. And obviously, you know, my heart goes out to Bill Clark for having to step down for health reasons, obviously, but you know, it it just feels like we're timing for the team, right. To kind of make that adjustment this late going into fall camp, you know, expecting it to be Bill Clark. And then all of a sudden he's not there, you know? Um, so of course we play them in week 12, (laughs) so they will have plenty of time to adjust to their new coach by the time we face them. And so will Um, we, to be fair. Um,
0: but I mean, new coach or not, a lot does return for this offense, at least. Uh, quarterbacks Dylan Hopkins and Bryson Lucero, or Lucero, running backs Dwayne McBride and Jermaine Brown, and also one of their top receivers from a year ago, Trey Shropshire. The fun one to say.
1: Trey Shrop, Shropshire.
0: Shropshire. Shrop, Shropshire.
1: There you go. Uh,
0: what the team will miss, though, in addition to my bad pronunciations, are tight ends Hayden Pittman and Garrett Prince, who each had around 700 receiving yards apiece. Including Sh- Shropshire there, the next best returning receiver was Jermaine Brown, the running back, by receptions, um, yeah. I believe.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know if you, how well y'all remember the game from last year. I try um, to forget it. But the name you said that is giving me a pause here is Dwayne McBride. Because uh, I don't know if y'all remember again, they had like maybe a 20 minute period where they were just like, oh, we're just going to run 20 yards per carry on your stupid ass. Uh, and that was Dwayne McBride who did that. And here's uh, here's the scoring summary from this game. Uh, Dwayne McBride, 20-yard touchdown run. Dwayne McBride, 17-yard touchdown run. Dwayne McBride, 35-yard touchdown run. And finally, Dwayne McBride, 29-yard touchdown run. So, uh, yeah, Dwayne McBride, yeah. great game against us last year. Yeah, I held so, it up.
0: 14 attempts, 210 yards, 15 yards per carry and four touchdowns.
1: Yeah, that's not that's not good. <laughs> I mean, it's He's good fat. if you're UAB. I am not UAB, so it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, defensive we were actually up twenty-one to seven in that game at one point. Wow, oh, what a,
0: I'm sure we made several stop the count jokes at that point. That was still relevant then, right? I don't. Was that
1: even? Might have been before that was relevant. Oh, actually, it's been a weird year.
0: Anyway, defensively for UAB, that's the question mark. The high the Probably the strength of the team a year ago is now one of the biggest concerns. Three other defensive linemen, and they played a 3-4 set usually, all three of those starters are gone on the line. Uh, Noah Wilder, the team's leading tackler, he's back at linebacker, but he'll probably be playing next to transfers and that linebacking core. The defensive backfield does remain mostly intact, but that's a lot of change on a team that's also changing their head coach.
1: Yeah, I mean, and UAB is obviously known for their defense the last several years. Under Bill Clark, the defensive coordinator is taking over as the head coach now. So you expect that to continue. But like you said, Nathan, there's a lot of uh, a lot of turnovers. So, you know, it's it'll be interesting, like I keep saying.
0: Yeah, so that was our quick schedule rundown of this upcoming football season. Um, Next up is some Twitter stuff. Uh, Before we get to the tweet of the week, though, I want to bring up a different tweet and that's because three weeks ago and two weeks ago, we did our fantasy football drafts mm. uh, for all tech players. And I'm the one bringing this up because um, I'm not sure if you wa- saw who won the final poll. Um, Evan, you and I faced off in the semifinals, and so did Josh and Matt. Matt, you seem to be very mad that uh, that Josh
2: beat you. It's recency biased, but it's cool.
1: Um, and then I beat Evan. Yeah. And then I, I faced off know. against Josh. I feel like I feel like people are overlooking just how good Tim Rattay was, but that's okay. But you're against right. Luke McCown, though. I mean, that's yeah, Luke McCown who threw like 40 interceptions in his career. That's a I different don't know. era. I don't know. That's what?
0: what you say when people throw interceptions, <laughs> right?
1: Tim Rattay was in the same era and didn't throw like <laughs> <"Hey>, it was <laughs> a different era. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, well, I mean, yeah, uh, y'all are y'all are just Tim Rattay
0: didn't have to face John Causey. That's all all I'm
1: sleeping on Joseph Thigpen, the dean of (laughs) (laughs)
0: coffee. Anyway, Josh and I faced off in the finals and um, I think by one or two votes, I won
1: 52%
0: to 48%. So um, this is my own pat on the back to myself for being the best drafter a skill that would not transfer over to a fancy football drafts when they actually happen for real fantasy football in a month or two.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I think Josh had the best team overall The those back-to-back picks of Troy Edwards and Trent Taylor, I think just sealed it for him for me in my, in my mind. Um, also Pat Tilley as the third wide receiver was a surprise move from him, but very, very strong, but yeah, congrats, Nathan, you won uh, our dumb little game and I'm only calling it a dumb little game because I did not win. So yeah. um, also, best coach in tech history now confirmed to be <laughs> <laughs> william henry deeds not maxi lambright or joe ia renamed so, the stadium yeah <laughs> lone star or whatever he called himself um
0: anyway but evan what's this week's actual tweet of the week
1: yeah so this week's tweet of the week is going to go to at sicko's committee uh which is a, a college football page that's i would say in the same vein as we are if uh and if you don't follow them, you should. Um, they tweeted out uh, Rutgers fans, may we suggest choosing a G5 team, dot, 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 just because there are many to choose from. And then there's a picture with a flowchart in it. And uh, it starts with the Rutgers R, AKA the Rustin High R. Um, and I'll just read the, the tech because I'm not going to read this whole thing. But there are several different options. Um, it says, Are you really into knights? No do you want to root for a team with more conference titles than you? Yes. How about a team who passed on an independence bowl like you once did in 1976? Yes. And that leads you to be a Louisiana tech fan. Uh, So I guess we have more in common uh, than just the rust and R with, with Rutgers. Apparently uh, they also once turned down an independence bowl. So um, there you go. Your, your tweet of the week.
0: Anyway, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please do Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Or head to our blog uh, where there may be some preview posts coming up pretty soon. But there's also the shop, shop, where you can get the August shirt of the month, Noble Trees themed. Oh, yeah. Noble and trees. I mean, it delivers. Can't beat it. Yeah. Might as well join it and pay the $25 that includes free shipping to get it. And you can get a few other of our merch there while you're on the shop. Anyway, shop. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And GoTech, please don't die. <laughs>
2: Isn't that blackwell
1: yeah the guy from old dominion who was yeah awful. what's so what's he up, what's he up to these days i don't know
0: i i don't believe david blackwell has a coaching job right now uh according to his twitter feed though he went and saw motley crew play in
1: <laughs> wow. charlotte well,
0: on in june he, so
2: he is down bad
0: yeah I, you don't do that when you're when you're suffering
2: through the best of times yeah no they're a fucking awful live band anyway uh i where what were we talking about